You're listening to The Screw Podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love. They're here to make you come on a journey with them as they indulge you in all of your naughtiest thoughts while navigating sex with nonchalance. And a whole lot of Crisco, of course. Whoa, you already recorded something? Yeah. Like the video too? Yeah. Whoa, technology's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, you're listening to and or watching this group podcast with Felicia Rose and A-Love and are we nameless this Leon. week? Leon. Oh, Leon, yay! Leon has a name. Welcome, Leon. Thank you. Even though you've been here multiple times. So this week we have a little bit of a different uh, format because we don't usually get to get together. Get together. Right. <laughs> Those are words. And also um, we're recording this, which we haven't mm-hmm. done in a long time. We originally did mm-hmm. for a long time, for like a decade. Yeah. The Inception. Oh, shoot. That's right. right. Brooklyn Bound. Shoot. That's right. Brooklyn Bound. Bounce. All right. So that's fun. So welcome if you're watching. And also... Um, this is a random, I'm just going to jump like right into a topic, okay. but this is something I really want to talk about. I was looking at a study the other day and it was like, whatever you listen to at the age of 14, apparently is like a super important group of music that like will stay with you for the rest of your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be exactly 14, but they say 14 because it's sort of a maturity age brain development thing. So it could be like 12, it could be like 15, whatever, but it's right in that same range, Absolutely. which got my wheels turning, of course. And right. I wanted to ask you both, do you have specific music that jumps out at you at the, from listening to it at the age of 14 and or, you know, or around that? Um, and what is it? And like, did it, does it stay with you? Do you still listen to it? Do you enjoy it still? I know it might take a minute to think of, so. Yeah. Yeah, I still listen to music that I... So what, or what grade were you in, or whatever, like when, 14? When, like, our music, like, open apart? 14 specifically. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like, what, 7th grade, 8th grade, somewhere around It's there. like middle school, high school yeah. age. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Depends yeah. on, like, when you started school. Some mm-hmm. kids, like, get, you know, started sooner because their birthday is falling in a certain, you know, specific way or whatever. Um, right. So, 7th, 8th, ninth. I think is the range probably, which is I feel like it's an important time of your life. Of course, you know, you're like jerking off and stuff for the first time. I think I was at that age where. <laughs> Whoa. Um, or you're fucking for the first time. I might be in here. I don't come. I don't come to America, so I guess people do things differently. I mean, I jerked off for the first time at like age five. I didn't know what it was. Like I'm humping a pillow and it feels nice. So like I don't. I I'm just saying, you know, I feel like it's, it's definitely a sexual awakening time. I didn't mean jerking off. I think it was, like, an age that I was becoming, like, very, like, acquainted with, like, that my parents had musical tastes. And, like, I liked some of what they were listening to. But, like, also, like, stuff was catching my ear in, like, the, you know, real time. But not so, like, pop music kind of stuff. Just kind of, like, what are people listening to that is, like, going against the grain of, like the authority or whatever right right see i it's interesting you say that because i had that exact same experience but it came sooner it was in fifth grade when i really found more of my musical tastes and also there were certain things i was allowed to listen to because my parents enjoyed it 
Right. And on the other hand, there were certain things I wasn't allowed to. So by then, I had already had my Lance Morissette tape taken away because of the line, like, something would be fucker. And also because they thought she was a lesbian and would make me one. I'm like, joke's on you. Gonna be bye. But, um... <laughs> so, you know, I had already had that experience of, like, some certain things about music is bad, but then they're yeah. sitting, there, sitting there listening to... Like, my father, for example was a huge rap fan between like my fourth, fifth and sixth grade years. And I also (laughs) was too. And therefore my ninth grade present was, um, a ticket to Puff Daddy and the family world tour. So at nine on my ninth birthday, it was literally like November something. I watched Lil Kim come out on a bed that like moved and (laughs) she was under a sheet. Like, Okay, Cardi B, I respect you. Meg The Stallion, I respect you. But nobody <laughs> got down like motherfucking Lil' Kim. You coming out on a bed in the middle of the 90s, moaning and moving up and down under a sheet, implying that she was fucking. And I was like... And my dad like was like... like a virgin. And we were all like... Yeah, yeah, it was like <laughs> like a gangbang porn star. It was so sick. I was like, that is my future. I want to do that. But also, I was like, I'm so confused. But yeah, so that was like... So what I, my point is that I feel like that was when I really started. So between like nine to 14, like still the stuff I listened to at 14 is still super important, but also like it's, it really started. And then also my Marilyn Manson CD insert, not the CD. However, the insert was taken away from me because in the insert, I don't know if anybody remembers that original, not the original CD, but that CD that um, came out with like the beautiful people on it, I forget the name of it. In the insert, he's wearing, Marilyn Manson is wearing a, thing on his cock and then it, it streams out to people like with gas mask looking you know it's like a very fetishy like they're drinking his piss kind of thing which is hot but also oh, that, that explains a lot about that fetish <laughs> you know like when your parents take something away you're like I want that more you know yeah, yeah, I needed sure. it more so yeah that was another that memory was I had as a fifth or sixth grade of that happening so yeah. all that music I listened to in that age range for me, it was a range, but it was definitely a It wasn't, range. like, one specific... But it was it was definitely, like, capped off at a certain age, you know? Like, there's definitely music I listen to since then that I love, but it's, like, yeah. those... Nothing nothing hits me to the core, like, you know, fucking ladies' night with, like, Missy and Lil' Kim. Like, oh, shit! You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh! Because it's not in concert, you know? Yeah. Buster Rhymes, like, yeah. I think that adolescent time is also, like, a very ingrained time. Like, whatever comes by your ear at that, like, age. Like, Do you have any experiences with, like, your music being censored or taken away in any way? By who? Any, anyone. Like your parents. Family, friends, well, parents. Not my parents. Teachers. At 14, around that time, my big craze was uh, Jamaican dance hall. Mm. Mm. Jamaican dance hall, and I, I mean, my fault. They spoke Spanish. They they they, they barely understood English, let alone like Jamaica patois. Right. But um, but it was controversial. You know, we're talking Elephant Man, Bee Man. Right. 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 Like, like and, and it was that dance, like that dance music, at like the school dances nearby, or like um. What was the first the, the, song the that teachers hit you? did not like it? Of course. Or, and the radio was Hot 97, for example. Yeah, they yeah, would yeah. block, you know, the, 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 the controversial words, if you will. So you had Hot 97. We had Jam at 94.5 up in North, like in the Boston area. So that was our similar stations for different people geographically to understand. You know, that was like the similar like hip-hop rap stations that would yeah. play like 
that's censored risk. Yeah, good right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, dance hall music was very, it, it was very controversial because because it's not only explicit, but you know, dancing. Like, Jamaican dance hall music is back in the day. It was very well known for having like uh, anti gay and very homophobic oh, wow. lyrics. So it was weird to me. I like it. That's the music that, you know, going back to your question, that's the music that I would say to this day, it just, oh my God, it brings memories. And that's hard because as a queer man, right. to like be, you have right, like, like no, I know the lyrics like, right. like crazy. It's like, fuck. I shouldn't have liked that music. I feel the same about a lot of the rap music because I'm sitting here yeah. talking about uh, or, or singing along with like I'm not gonna eat a pussy or fuck a hoe or fuck this bitch <laughs> oh, and she's yeah. gonna suck my dick and I'm gonna come in her face and these hoes they are for everybody which is also yeah if you but have a bad job I see. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly like there's so many things to it and I'm sitting there like <clears throat> which is also funny to say I my not my whole life but probably around 12 13 i got into punk and hardcore first like shittier versions of that but then eventually it was like okay i was seeing like bad brains and descendants and then i'm like 10 years later i'm like wait where's, where are these songs? not bad brains for example but descendants for example have words in their songs that are very what the fuck am i listening to so there's this very like internal struggle with punk music for example Maybe. or hardcore music or Maybe. things you know like this is controversial in and of itself, but I'm going to bring it up. I grew up in Massachusetts, and Blood for Blood was a big band, for example. And Blood for Blood, which is now known for horrible things about, I don't want to talk about it, but like abuses, but we'll talk about just the music. The music, when it came out, nobody knew about the crap going on, but the songs were like, they're like talking about, you know, girls having shotgun blasted pussies and fuck you for being a fucking whore and I'm going to spit on your cunt and shit like that. I'm, I'm misquoting, obviously, but <laughs> the point being, like, I grew up with that. That was my 14-year-old music, you know, was like, yeah. fuck women. And so I actually found that I, especially in that hardcore range of my life, was, even though it's interesting because if I had, like, stuck with just listening, listening to punk, I'd probably be like, oh, feminist but it wasn't until I was a little older. It was that 14 to, like, 16 age where you just wanted to be cool. And I was like, yeah, fuck woman. I'm going to also be, like, misogynist because the music I'm listening to, the people around me, you had to get beaten up to get into the hardcore scene, and you had to get your nudes leaked on the B9 board, and, you know, all this other bullshit that goes with it. I was sitting there, like, 14 years old going to the library because we didn't have smartphones back then to, like, check, you too? to check the B9 board <laughs> to make sure my, like, nudes didn't leak. You know, like, just, like, weird stuff like that. Like, that's how I grew up. It was, like, afraid of men and also embracing their misogyny so then by some age one of my good friends which i'll shout out carrie like came into my life it was probably like 16 ish and i she was somebody to look up to that really did like punk but didn't like the gross side of it and right. i was like oh that's what feminism is i like that that makes sense right. but it right. was so interesting to be a part of for who i am you know i was like beating i beat up a girl once at a show because she was poor and I was so it was you then yeah we're not friends but and like we reminisce on this it's like a lol but it's not funny like that was in my head like you're a whore invading my friend's space like 
what? Right. That's not Felicia. And I'll admit that to this day. Like, that's a terrible... I threw a girl in the hallway. I don't know if she was a Um, I threw a girl in the hallway because just because... I didn't like her, you know? Like, what? I was just a bitch. And so, it, that... That's just you, Regina. That music. That's who you are, Regina. I know. You sound like a But I just feel like... um. I feel like a lot of times the music that you're around and the subcultures that come with it, if it is part of subculture, it breeds toxicity in a different way. Sure. You know, the same way the gamer world breeds uh, misogyny. Sure. There's just subculturally when yeah. you break things apart in the, yeah. uh, you know, and there's, there's a lot the of layers. Of it. It's like, here's the here's the uh, mainstream layer where we don't really see it a lot. And then right. Where it's very, you know, subtle or... And there's a lot of queerness in the gamer world. So it's always, like, seems, like, peculiar. It's like, so much contrast. racism in it. There's so much homophobia in it. It's so interesting, like, well, the different worlds. So different different world. Exactly. In Jamaican dance hall, that was my, 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 like, my struggle growing up. Because I wasn't out to myself. I didn't even know what I was... You know what I wanted to do in, in terms of like sexuality. It was right. also new. You you mentioned people first start jerking off around that time. Again, different cultures. You know, but like if you're if you're if you're doing that, like they, it's a rush to now be like intoxicated with like really good beats because. My reason for loving yeah. Jamaican dancehall music was the beat. I'm a dancer. I like to dance. Oh, and sure. I was like, like I can't help it. Dance. But I know that these messages are kind of mean in what the context that of That was the, the thing. Band, I'm like know? sitting there <laughs> dancing to music that I'm like, this is terrible lyrically. But I want to shake my ass to this. Yeah, like, right. I don't have an ass, but I was dropping down yeah. and getting my eagle on girl you know like was, you know what i mean like i was fucking pumped it was getting hot in there the window to the wall like i remember being in eighth grade oh and God. going to an eighth grade dance and dancing to that song and the like the church <laughs> people <laughs> being like oh my God. and i was so i know i'm so young right compared to me. Uh, and i just remember being like you know i i just knew it was wrong but i was like oh the music is taking over me like i just you know i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't it was a grapple it's so like do you still enjoy that music now oh yeah like i'm you know what it, it's uh, there's i will not give my money to certain artists for example we don't need to talk about whom because i don't like to say their name and breathe it into existence but there are certain artists that say have fucking bangers out there but i will i will steal your music i'm not gonna give you money if i'm gonna listen to it which Sometimes it's an inner turmoil thing anyways. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, the other thing is a nostalgia thing. If you grew up in a banger and then you find out the dude was a douchebag later, it's hard to distance yourself from still feeling the music when it, because right. it's nostalgia. It's not, you, it's not a political thing in your head. It's literally a physical feeling and it's right. hard to separate, but it's okay to just not give them money anymore. Like, for example, the singer of Brand New was a sex pest. We found that out later on. Brand New has fucking bangers. I'm not going to give you my money, bitch. You know, right. so there's there's a line, you know. But, I'm also but, not going to put you over online, for but example. Isn't it an issue of, like, art for art's sake, though, when you look at it like that? Because, like, I have trouble, like, disassociating myself from something that I like just because we now found out something about there, there's this artist. I, I mean, find, I why agree. do we have to fight I, the art? I, Even I, when we're talking about misogyny, for example, and right. messages that are, it, it is telling. And when we're talking about, like, popular music, for example, in Jamaica, dance hall was the mainstream pop music. 
it may not be what the message the message is here or in other parts of the world but in jamaica it's telling you like you have to hold enough respect to understand what the people or, or that society of that community is 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 celebrating or, or or respecting if they're consuming that music right yeah. I mean, so like there's a, a like a line of respect reflection. Right. right. It is a reflection of people's feelings. Art somewhere is, out there. Art right? is a reflection right. of people's whatever. I'm talking about things like an R. Kelly, for example. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put money into the pocket of R. Kelly. We do not. He literally is currently keeping women, like dressing them as little boys and keeping them in his like lair. Like he's a fucking piece of shit. So we don't want to give R. Kelly our money. But if you want but to listen to days, fucking, I don't think R. Kelly gets that much of that money though. Okay, listen to it, but you better steal that shit offline. That's my point. It's like, and also, at the end of the day, also, is, isn't it the record post- labels? Isn't it the record labels <laughs> that are that are really benefiting from it? Because the, the artist, when you look at I don't it, know how how the breakdown works, <laughs> but I'll just say like, I'm not trying to put my money in anybody's pocket that is morally unsound. Sure. And if I am going to listen to that, it's in the comfort of my home with people that understand how I truly feel, and I'm not gonna go TikTok the fucking thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the difference. <laughs> like, we don't, we do not encourage this kind of shit it's okay to listen to it in a canon or in the in the the vacuum of i'm listening to it to personally enjoy it i'm not giving them money blah blah blah. there's a difference between that and saying here's my money and also next door neighbors listen to me listen to the most biggest sex pest in the world talk about fucking you know trapped in a closet kind of piss in your face like not okay she was 13 you raped her like we got we have to draw a line somewhere right like I can't let everybody else know that I'm okay listening to that song, right? But maybe in the comfort of my home, I do. And that's also, you know, people will say, well, that's still problematic. You should just delete it from your brain. Fine, sure, whatever. I but wouldn't say that. I would say that I agree I'm a strong believer yeah. in yeah. The, it is the Art it's memories is that you have. I yeah. have memories of dancing to that homophobic dance hall music in my eighth grade graduation. I said goodbye to friends that night. And now that I dance to it or I listen to it, I'm like, fuck, how could I? But there's still that part of me. We're talking about memories, right? right. That's like it, it, it right. relates to something that was very nice and, and, and gave comfort to right. you at a certain point. Right. So yeah. Like, so I didn't have any like like I don't really like I guess friends. Not a lot of problematic. Maybe, no, but, because you're a right. lesbian. Right. But, <laughs> but what I will say is that I usually go back when I go back to certain things and I'm like, oh, this is just like really. Bad music. That's oh, what I feel oh, like. Yeah. <laughs> really, like yeah. insecure, and I'm like, oh my god! Oh, like, see, I was like, like so attached to that album for like two years. It's, it's funny because I did that when I was younger. Like I rejected a lot of the music I had been listening yeah. to for so long. But then when I got older, I'm like, Creed slaps. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, excuse me. Give me a Creed song, you know what I mean? Like, play it off the top. See, I listen to, like, a... With arms. With arms. What Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's okay. But the point being, right, exactly. 
Who am I? If I said, who am I? And you don't say, Petey Pablo, motherfucker. You're not old enough for me to fuck. You know what I mean? (laughs) Music is a definite... And I find that I engage and also connect with people better that understand the music I enjoy, you know, or the the nostalgia music. There's two, there's two types. There's a type that like you purposely went out and like read the inside of the tape or CD insert to figure out who, you know, what bands they thanked to go buy more music. You know, like that's how we didn't have Google back then. We figured it out because of like bands we like, you know what I mean? At the end. So like. Whether, like, that's how you found your music or it was through fucking a YouTube search or whatever. It all or through the radio. You would hear the radio oh, yeah. to see the top ten, when, for oh example. My God. Oh, my God. When you would take your McDonald's <laughs> tape, like, I had cassettes, and I would pe- take a piece of tape and put it over the two squares at the top, pop it in the radio, pop it in my uh, radio, and then record off 94.5. Oh so it would be like, up <laughs> next is Missing Rose of Mina and I wear that anywhere again. I'm saying now, flip it everywhere. If you're from a different comedian, you know what I mean? Like, what? And I would record myself singing those things too. Why? I'd be like, Mommy Benaki, I wanna be your poppy chulo, can't you? Why? We weren't learning languages. No, I, I, was, I was so. I was just. You know, and then I'd listen to later on, like, music like Fear, that's like talking about you, you you like New York if you're a fucking fag. You know what I mean? And like to send it to his like clean sheets me lunch so to a guy that cleans lunch. Fuck you, clean sheet. Go fuck you, misogynistic self. But also I have a tattoo of Milo on my neck. There's just these layers to this shit, right. you know? So it's a very wow. interesting dichotomy and duality to like enjoy music that's also problematic. Nowadays it's a lot easier. But that's the story of life because problematic music it's just so that's the, that's the story of life though if that's you look true. about it like everybody has those experiences right but that's also the way we we grow up like when we're sure. talking about experiences we've had in the past and we're like well why did i do this or why did i not do that you know right. like there's just experiences and to me when it comes to art music is art you look the, the artist put it out there right. it's not just one artist too remember when we it's have, a team. It's a team. When we're talking about our artists who are now in trouble with the law for whatever, like we can't credit him it's or, or him. Right. You're we right. You can't credit them with. You're right. You're right. There's there a writer a behind that lyric. There's an editor. The music, there's a producer. Right. There's a. The, you're so right. that's how I. That's how I rap. Creative. I think of it too. I think of that too because say I boycott a movie. It's like, well, I'm not boycotting the fucking other. <laughs> you're watching a movie where these people sacrifice to be in this movie to, you know be produced by a shit bag, for example. Yeah. And we need to be, you're right, I agree. There's a, there's levels to this shit. But again, That's the problem with stardom, though. But again, do means- not fucking glass R. Kelly driving down the street. There's still a line. <coughs> there's still a line. You know, you can appreciate it, but like, there needs to be like a, we don't publicly support I don't know. I think I think that's up to the individual. Okay. Society will always think about how many times society has said this person is this. If we're all going to follow that, and then we later found out, well, it wasn't really that person. You know, and we all. I'm just giving a super specific. If (laughs) if you were to cancel any goddamn person in the world, it'd be that one. Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, he's dead too, so it's like the royal hey, Just because he's dead, though, it doesn't mean that he that, that he, he didn't live through 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 something similar. And at the same time, his no, music right. lives on, right? You're right. You're correct. Well, I think I think I think the thing that always comes up in like you know. But again, I'm not trying to come out my wedding song to Michael Jackson. It's <laughs> my point, you know. <laughs> Whereas like 20 well, years ago, that would have been okay. The, you know, there's levels to this shit. Just. 
Yeah, but the way I've always heard it, it's 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 like you're always going to like have to look at these things of like you know art is 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 whatever it is it's it's an automorphous thing and like you know we we can go and cancel every little thing and we can like we detach can. from every little thing if we feel we need to like I've always thought this is my personal like. Look, I listen to Eminem is probably the most like problematic thing I think I listen to in terms of. Like, Why do you listen to Eminem? I don't, but I've like listened to him and you liked popped him. your head along. Okay. I mean, like no, I bought albums. I like. <gasps> I mean, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I Jack Sparrow it all the way. My so. new rule for the record is if you like Eminem. I will not fuck you. <laughs> it's a direct correlation between insanity and Eminem. I, also, I, I mean, I've also bought, like, EZE albums. Bitch, I'm like, not talking about you. I'm yeah. talking about cis straight men. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but that's, but, like, it's, like, there's all sorts of ways we and reasons we, like, connect with the art or the things we listen to or participate in. And, like... You know, it's nobody else's decision to decide how healthy that is for us. That is our... Like, your mom had Munchausen syndrome. I get why you can Mom, if you're watching, she's I'm kidding. Shaquaylin. And you should be watching. Shaquaylin. So, one other thing I was going to ask was, is there any particular time, do you remember, in your life, or especially childhood, obviously, that you found a song and either realized the explanation or somebody explained it to you, you know, the boss or a friend or parent or whatever, where you were like, I should not have even, this should not have been in my um, lexicon, lexicon sure. of musical anything. Yeah. And what was it? Like, what song was it? What did you uh, find out about it? You know, because, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm too sexy for my shirt. But it's just uh, like funny when you're little. Mine my, my was George Michael's I Want Your Sex. What what age were you? Like I heard it the first time I was about nine on an airplane, like and and I remember like oh, I really like this beat and right. like, it's kind it's of catchy. of course sexy like like definitely got me a little bone and I did not understand why you know like and it just was saying like things that I knew were naughty but I definitely did not understand. <laughs> Come on. Right, they didn't understand any of the double entendres. I didn't mm-hmm. understand any of the like. You know, metaphors or euphemisms. But so the like, word sex was in it, so you knew it yeah, was Yeah, so I was like, wow, yeah, I just like went to pinch my nipples. George <laughs> Michael does that to me. Yeah, that's like, good. Okay, we still yeah. pinch George Michael every morning before oh, we got Yeah, it was like, it's a morning. great get for work thing. Like, you get like that. I'd be like, doing my makeup, like, I can be your father, bring your fortune, honey. Like, it was like a whole, like, <laughs> I can be your creature. Like, you know, like, I had like a whole, like, yeah. It's, a good, it's a good slow song it's a perfect time well it was yeah. I just the timing was always I feel like I was tie my tie on that <laughs> what about you do you have a song that I'm was trying to think like but a titillating no, experience I mean in terms of like uh, sexual innuendos and things like that in the Latino community we grew up listening to a lot of music that is talking a lot of sexual innuendos and at least in my bunch, we were very open about sex okay. and sexuality. So it wasn't this like, oh, oh. Nope, yeah. nope. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, reggaeton was there for the taking. Right. The, the community had been working through it. You right, know? right. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I can't think So it was of sort it. of like in your, it was just always there. Like there was always this layer of sexuality, whether you understood what sexuality yeah, because was or not. It was music, that cumbia. So I feel like uh, sexuality, when you're real, real young, is like romance, and you're right. like, really good kid, you know? Yeah. And then it turns into like, oh, they meant penetration. 
for me it was Pony, I think. Or um, Roxanne, one of the two. But I remember Pony came out when I was nine. But it's weird. What, what science Pony? I, I, okay, so I'll say this. My... Um, when, you know when you're like horny as a kid, but you don't understand what that means, and you, it's a personal thing, right? It's very personal to you, and it's not something you share, and it's not something that like you're open about, mm-hmm. or that it's like, you know, almost somebody catches you, and then they like have to address it, like don't do that in public or whatever. Um, I always humped, <laughs> did that happen to you? A lot? No, I humped a caveman stuffed thing that was very, very. It was like a hard stuffed guy, so like I had a good hump. Uh, I humped that in my Nana's uh, playroom, and she never caught me or anything. Uh, I think one time she's like, Felicia! And I was like, oh, what? And I like, threw the cake, man, like she would know. Like, I could have wow, just been, like, so hugging wow. it. Yeah, well, like, I was, yeah, anyway, so I had a cake. <laughs> the shame. Well, I was nervous. I knew, what I, I knew it was, I knew it would felt naughty, so whatever. But anyway, so at nine, or was it nine? It was, it's weird because nine was when I saw little Kim, so... I don't know. Maybe it was eight. Maybe it was a great. It was. It, it had to have been before the Lil Kim concert. It had to have been. But I just remember that's like the year it came out. But right, I was. I was probably nine at the end of. It. Okay, right. So at the beginning of my eighth year, I learned. So I was listening to Pony in the car. This makes sense, yeah. And I was like, da, 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 you know, riding my pony. And my father, problematic as could be, turns to me and goes, "Do you know what that means?" And I was like, "What?" Like. I don't know what anything means. I'm fucking like eight. My, like, like, like my you know, I'm, I'm listening. Oh, my first concert time was No Doubt. You know, like, yeah, I was, like, I a little shit. Yeah, I was, like, sorry, I'm not home right now. Walking into Spider. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> it could mean cum globs for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> so my father is driving. He looks at me. He's like, do you know? He turns down like his couch. And he's like, do you know what that means? I'm like, no. What? I don't. So do you want to know? Turn it back up. Like, the thing. And he's just like, oh, I mean, when up woman is riding a man. I was like, what do you mean riding? He's like, like a pony. I was like, what do you mean riding? He's like, like a sex. Like, they're on top. And what the fucking fuck? Like, who, who to, who's like my eight-year-old needs to know what pony means? You know? Anyway, so, um, that was my first experience. Yeah, because usually like, they tell you don't sing that, or that's not right. Right, so you so do the wheels, and the, again, it becomes a personal <laughs> thing. Right? And it's not like, a, it's Whereas, like, say my mother was in the car and she was uncomfortable, she would have been, like, what she also, again, she was one of those people that was, like, she doesn't know what it means, it doesn't matter. Like, just, you know, unless I'm saying, like, suck on my titties and, you know, she would have been, like, okay, but, like, that's an innuendo song, right? Like, you know, she wasn't nervous, she wasn't nervous about me repeating pony lyrics. So, but my mother would have probably handled it if it were dirtier as... You don't know what that means? A little old for you? Don't sing that. We'll teach you later. That's how she would... Whereas my father was like, You know what that means? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> I, I don't know if it's around the same time, but maybe it was around 15, 14 to 16. I don't remember exactly when it came out. But My Neck, My Back by Kaya. Mm-hmm. Kaya, right? That, Kia. Kia. Kalise? Uh, no, Kalise is the, the other one. Oh, yeah. The yeah, milkshake yeah, yeah. one. But... When that one came out, I was singing it all over yes. the house. And I remember my stepfather was, like, trying to drink coffee and listening to me. And, like, I wanted him to sit there and say, you know, and not that I didn't know, but, like, it was unspoken. Right. Because of all the in- innuendos and well, the Latin see, culture music, right? The good thing for me is I had an older sister, so I could just turn it up. And then my sister and I would both go off. We'd be like, do it now. We can't eat this thing just like you should. Right now. Fuck it good. 
be just like you should. My neck, my neck, won't stop my titties and my crack. And she'd be like, can we put on Bohemian Rhapsody? And I'm like, sure. Mama, ooh, you know. Either way, she was annoyed. So I totally understand that song was one of those songs where my mom was like, shut the fuck up. But now my mom turns on the, uh, there's a country version of that. She's like, that's funny. My back heat, my back, like my hoodie, and my hoodie. I'm like, Home shopping network of dirty songs. You know what I mean? Like my mom, like mom used to sing this to you when we're like 10. She's like, whatever, this is funnier. You know, like she, it's just funny to like see music transform, right? Like back then that was such a woo song. Because, of course, an empowered black woman sung it. And now it's like a country song sung by, like, a white girl, clearly, on a ukulele. And so now it's accepted. <laughs> it's very interesting how music works. I like the way. voice you use that. Which one? Sung by a white girl on ukulele. Oh, on ukulele. Yeah. And it made a comeback a few years ago. It did. Because of the white girl on the my ukulele. Niece, my niece and my nephew are sitting there, and, like, I'm singing it out, like, you know, it doing something right, else. And right. like, oh my god, you know that song? I'm like, what? That song is like from 2001 It's like when you're something. like drop down and get your Egon girl <laughs> and they think it's the Drake thing. It's like, bitch, that is not the Drake song. <laughs> drop down and get your Egon girl, clap your wake. Like, that's not the same thing. He's quoting another song, bitch. You you know? stay, stay, He's right? gay, bitch. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm singing like, you know, uh, here come the man in black. Not realizing it's the song. Fuck it. Send me, forget me. Not. But that's the you thing. Know, we make like a joke about youth, right? In, in terms of that point. But that goes back to music. That's that's what music is. Music is timeless. It's always going to sure. be there. Some music will make a, a a resurgence and come back. Others, you know, will be recycled later on. Like it's it's very hard for you to part away with with that music yeah. away with it when when it meant something to you. Kaya's My Neck, My Back, by the way, was heavily mixed with Sean Paul's Give Me The Light, you know, and like it was played on the clubs and there was a teenage club scene. I remember that. I used to dance to that. Wow. Sean Paul was mixed with like everything. I know. It was like like Pitbull on Jamaica. (laughs) Well, when you have, when you have eight count beats, Mm -hmm. it's easy to mix it with anything. You know what I mean? And he did. And that he just gave me the light. To this day, I have searched for that, uh, my neck, my back, Sean Paul, give me the light. I got it. I swear. found it. On my life, I had that downloaded from fucking Kazam. Kazam! Who knows what I'm talking about? Comment below if you know what the fuck Kazam was. Because that's where I got my goddamn free music, bro. There was LimeWire. See, you know what I didn't like? Aries. Aries was another oh one. God. I had LimeWire first, Aries second, because Zam was third, and they had everything that I liked. And I know. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so true. <laughs> now it's everywhere. It's just you click. And you can have all 17 versions. Now I look at all my collections. It's like, damn, I wasted all that dial-up time, you know, because it wasn't those, like, Late at night when your parents thought you were sleeping, they would hear that and be like, I hear that. (laughs) And you're like downloading. Why is it barking? It barks with you. Conversation, but chat rooms. Let's get into that later. Oh, seriously. That's a whole other episode. That's what, what was the like 
most controversial music that you listen to, like, in your circle of friends? In terms like, of like, like, being, like, kind of against... At what age? Against type. Like, any age. I... Like, all your friends were listening to, like... Well, like I'm white, you were so... To, oh, like, counter... Yeah. Counter-cultural? Yeah. yeah. I was or, listening yeah. to rap, and my friends weren't. I was listening to this, and my friends weren't. And then I got into punk and hardcore, and that... No, no Aside from, like, two or three friends in high school. Gotcha. It, it, all of my friends then, at, at that point, became outside of school. I only had friends at shows. I only dated... I was, like, my boyfriend was from New Hampshire at 16. You know, like, I was... I was so like out of out of touch with like what was going on in my own school and town because I was so I had to be at the Boston show every night even if it would meant taking the train getting there for one song and then taking the train home because I would have to take the commuter rail back to Worcester you know like it was a very like but I also became kind of snobby and pretentious in this way where I rejected all the music I had once listened to right I was like only rap, hardcore, and punk, and it was so weird because I loved it was secretly like Taking Back Sunday and Brand New and Coheed and Cambria, and I'd go see them. But then like I'd run downstairs or run upstairs to the fucking you know Bane show or whatever. So it was like this weird like I had to hide that I liked certain music, and it was like, why <laughs> now? That's why I mean like you know now I'm like Slipknot sick like. <laughs> I want to clear the stone of leaves, my friend. Like, I love that <laughs> shit. Whereas back then I was like, this is so bad. But like, what the fuck? That shit slaps. You know what I mean? Like, I love System of Down. I'm obsessed oh with them. And then That's I the like TV. rejected them. Like, oh, they're on the radio. Oh God, the radio, not the radio. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I became uh, my own fucking my own worst enemy because then I had to like secretly like music. So now I enjoy things like on road trips with my roommate that's two, two years younger. We liked the same kind of shit. So she'll just like throw on like a glass draw song followed by like a system of death. Like, yeah, I love this all. Now put on Sia. You know? Like I, I just, music's all over the place and I love that. Ellie Golding, fuck me, fuck me in the ass, but then also like give me some vanilla muffins and gorilla biscuits. Right. Which also sounds like a whole bakery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Punk music fans suck. Their names are terrible. You know what I mean? I'm stupid. I think they're clever. They're dumb. In a clever way. Dumb. All dumb. No, I love it. I love punk forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is it what we done talking about music? Um, music makes me lose control. Music makes me lose control. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Exactly. I remember the first time we went on a road trip together. Yeah. And we did like Missy Elliott songs and other various. Oh, oh, oh. And then there was fucking uh, Janice Joplin. And I was like, we're best friends. Because we're like, hey, 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 bikini! You know, just wailing. And we both can't sing, which is beautiful. It's because beautiful. you can sing, but like, not when, when we're singing you're okay with not being in tune tone range spectrum you know for somebody that used to play they used to pay the cello used to play the cello i really don't know anything about music it's kind of fucked up yeah anyways i used to play the cello too so i'd be like oh i really like um bach and uh who's back beethoven (laughs) and uh 
Marilyn Manson. <laughs> I remember one time, my last story, and then I'm done. I'll shut up. I'll stop the seat. I, I was in fifth grade, and it was art class, because we I went to a magnet school, so yeah. every day of the week was different. We had dance, art, and music, and after school, we could play the cello if we wanted, or whatever. So that's what I did. But art class, they were like, free class, draw whatever the fuck you want. We don't care. Just draw. So I drew the Marilyn Manson symbol. Tell me why my ass was taken into fucking the counselor's office and asked about my parents and really? like my home situation. Did they think you were twisted? Like something was wrong. I was wrong. a twisted sister. Wrong in the head. Yeah, they thought I was insane in the membrane. Oh, I love that band. Cypress Hill. That was a big part Keep of that. Like, um, Cypress Hill was a big one for you? Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Wu-Tang is forever. That was a big one for me. Um, what was it? What was the first song? Well, Steph, I was I don't like know what his new name is. Nas Illmatic's oh. tape got yeah. like burnt out in my tape player. That was That's a big a one. Because it's soft and hard at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know you're hard when you're soft and hard at the same damn time. So you can understand why I like shudder now when I hear like in the arms of See that music that you were talking about, the one that you didn't tell that was countercultural, mine would have been not that Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Not that she's part of this bunch, but mine was country music. I was okay. a little country music face yeah, that I was like, whoa. But because I didn't understand the divisions in this country. Again, I came when I was five, you know, but you live in multicultural New York, you know, you, you, you think that because you see a lot of different different people from different parts expressing all different foods and, 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 and country music, I learned very early on in my, like, with my, 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 my group of friends, that was a no-no. Girl, you is Latin to begin with, and not even American-American born American people like country music. I was like, oh, okay, because like I was like, I'm not allowed to music oh. channel face, you know. Right. Like I was watching mm-hmm. it, watching it, and like the songs, you know. For me, it was um, not that I was supposed to be ashamed of it or anything, but it was Celine Dion. <laughs> no, seriously, like I would be like, I'd go to school in like a shirt that said like Terror, Your which is a hardcore band, and then in in <laughs> I'd go home and be like. River deep, mountain high, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like just oh my god, she was my bitch. One time I had to do a dance and dance French class, too? and I because I sang in French. Oh, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like soccer, like I don't, I don't know. Soccer to soccer is like, I don't know French. French to me just sounds like you're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, one last story, which I said. <laughs> no, because you said choking, which reminds me of the song. It's like choking, choking, which is from Autumn to Ashes. That was the first song I got fingered to. And that's how the, old? I was 14. Oh! We came back in a full circle! So my first penetration time was to that song, and it, it's a nine-minute song, so it was very... Um, a lengthy penetration. It allowed force and for penetration. What's up, uh, Mike? You're watching out there. <laughs> What's his name, Mike? Mike. 
It was actually at a. Was Juby there? I know how you pop that as soon as she said Mike. I know. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, so that was <laughs> that was a, it was memorable because it's a great song. But yeah, I love that song now still. Was the song day. more memorable than the fingering or the fingering? Both were. I like that. Okay. Not to blow up Mike's spot or anything. Especially, I don't know how it feels for men, so I'll just relate to women here. That first time you have a physical rush of blood to your labia with another person <laughs> where they're going to touch it. and it they sounds like a cold plate song. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Or like a YouTube song. Um, it, it's like a, it's a different experience to this point. Like even just somebody like spreading your lips. <laughs> you know, like it's like your whole brain is exploding and your pussy is too. So it's just a very, um, uh, um, personal it's just like a very I don't know yeah I love that experience anyway so that like there's a lot of firsts I've had but that specific first was just very memorable to me and he also was really good at what he was doing which is why he got like eight girls in high school pregnant sorry shut up um but uh yeah so <laughs> it was just yeah he, oh yeah and that song and it, the song has a climax to it and he knew it he knew the song so he went with it like <laughs> you know it was so cool it was a fun first penetration experience. I love when people get your vibe with the music when you're fucking. Like, oh yeah, like it, you got right. Like you're you're listening to a slow yeah. song and they're fucking fast. You're listening to a fast song and they're fucking yeah. slow. You're like, no, <laughs> put a different song on then. Like you're not. Right. Yeah. yeah, they get into the groove literally. God, I love sex and music. I haven't had sex and music. Oh, so. uh, it is a must. Because you know when I'm recording sex, I just you know gotta keep the background nice and silent. Yeah. Then you hear like the other hotel room doors close. <laughs> and you're like, who's there? <laughs> you're like, yeah, I want a room service. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to be I love my job. Shout out to my job. So if you were to like, if you, if there was any genre of music that you're like unaware of having already like a queer artist that like does it, like which genre of music would you like to hear like queered up? Queered up. Yeah. Uh, country would be fun. I want to hear somebody be like, wait, 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 what's the question again? Like, what kind of, like, music that, like, doesn't really include, like, queerness would you want That you don't hear? necessarily think queer off yeah, the top of your head. Yeah, would you want to, like, hear queered up? Yeah. Like, you think pop music, you think plenty of queer. You think the certain... I don't think country and think queer, but I might be wrong there. I don't either. But I don't think it of me personally. Well, so there's like, like, I would, Lil Nas X, like, considered, like, country, like... Yeah. He is, is he? yeah. Is he queer? He is. Oh, I don't know, that's very awesome. Very queer, yeah. I had no clue. Well, okay, fine, but let's just say country in general. I don't think... So I would love to hear, like, an old school, like, old school country... Like Robert Mountain style. I would love to hear. <laughs> I would love to hear like that old twang, maybe even a little yodel, and there'd be like yodel, yodel, yodel. I can't do it. How do you do? Yodel, I'm licking your pussy. You know that'd be sick. I'd like to hear some lesbian country music. Is my point. So like, Tammy, or like some like, like my car won't drive. My girl won't eat my pussy. You know, something like that. Yeah. That'd be fun. So, like, Tammy Wynette level? Like, well, like, like, if Blake Shelton had a lesbian counterpart, I would like to listen to that. Because Blake Shelton would be talking about, like, going to prison. He didn't ever want to go to prison. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you don't have to necessarily, no, I, yeah. Is Dolly Parton lesbian music? It's pretty fucking lesbian it's music. Great. I would want to hear everything that is uh, mainstreamed and heavily listened to everywhere. Because True. I think, why should we limit one specific music to queer? Right? Yeah, like, totally. why, if queer is everywhere, because queer is hear, everywhere, I wanna where hear, is the queer dance hall? Where's the queer country? I want to hear Creed do a song that's like, with butt wide open, <laughs> under the sunlight, Christian. come Queer into Christian. my face, I'll show you everything. Absolutely. <laughs> That's all. That should be ended there. Like a belly. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much time we got on the record? 87 hours. <laughs>